Welcome to the Catholic Youth Podcast, a podcast that will encourage and inspire you in engaging with young people in Catholic youth ministry. I'm Juliana, and in today's episode number one, Youth Ministry, what is it and why do we do it? I'm sitting down with Julian Nguyen, coordinator of the Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults in the Archdiocese of Adelaide to talk all about youth ministry. We dive into what is youth ministry exactly, why do we do it, and there's tons to learn from hearing from Julian's diverse experience in youth ministry. So let's jump right in. I'm very excited to have with me here in the studio the coordinator for the Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults in the Archdiocese of Adelaide, Julian Nguyen. Welcome, Julian. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's really good to have you here today. Not only are you our first special guest, you're also my one and only colleague here in the <laughs> Office for Youth and Young Adults. Mm. And um, I have the privilege of, of working with you in this weird and wonderful world of youth ministry um, and hearing your stories uh, from your wealth of experience and having some laughs along the way. So I'm very excited um, that our audience gets to oh, hear from you, you and from your experience. Thank you. I'm very excited to be your inaugural sort of <laughs> guest on this program. And we only work two metres apart, so exactly. you probably heard everything I have to share with you today, but that's okay. We'll. I don't know. I feel like you've always got a few things up your mm. sleeve. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know you, would you mind just explaining to us who you are, what is it that you do, and um, a high or a low of working in youth ministry? either in your personal experience or having been youth ministered to. So take it away. Okay. So I'm a social worker by trade. Um, I studied social work in university and then I went off and worked in child protection for a number of years. I worked with disengaged students in schools for a number of years. And then I worked with young offenders just before joining COYA. And during that whole entire journey, I was doing um, youth ministry. So I was part of the... Vietnamese Catholic community, I started out as a participant of the youth group and that was when I was 16. So I, you know, attended youth group or Sunday school as people called it um, every Sunday Um, and we had lots of activities. So I enjoyed that a lot all the way through to about 20 and then I transitioned into a youth minister role. So really started my journey on, okay, being a leader for the group and then giving back to the young people in our youth ministry or a movement as it's called. Uh, and then um, from there I became the, uh, well I was a youth minister for a number of years before becoming the president of the group. So really having the honour to lead the, the movement, um, we were blessed to have you know 60 odd sort of leaders and 280 kids I reckon it was Amazing. before COVID. Yeah. Even now we've got 200. So in terms of numbers and the engagement of the community, we're extremely blessed in that sense. But yes, always been on that journey in terms of the youth ministry side of things as well as my professional life. And now the two have sort of merged together. I'm now very honoured to be the coordinator of COYA. And I never thought I'd be in this position. You know, I always attended Coyer events and loved what Coyer did for the Archdiocese. You know, I was just I was just a fan. I was a participant. I loved the music. I loved the the events that Coyer put on and and many of the discussions that I had with Coyer Coyer people that worked in this position before. I was just inspired by what they did. So I'm very honored to be in this position now. And as the coordinator, 
I guess I have the uh, the privilege of, I guess, overseeing youth ministry in the Archdiocese of Adelaide. So uh, many, many different components to the job, um, including in um, our Catholic schools, but also across the Archdiocese. And I also have the um, the honour of looking after the the wonderful ArchD program, which delivers podcasts and um, podcast education in, in our Catholic schools. So, yeah, that's the that's the role. Fantastic. Now, there's another part to that question. There was. There? Now, I want to hear a snapshot. You can choose a high or a low um, for your experience in youth ministry. Can you share a bit with us? That's a deep question. A high and a low. Um, I, I guess the low of working in youth ministry is, I guess, that the commentary that we have in our society around the Catholic Church. You know, it's, it's sometimes challenging to push... Um, push back against that a bit, mm. little bit. You know, we're not the we're not the majority anymore. Being um, practicing and faithful Catholics, we are the minority now, as it, as it feels. So that is the challenge of working in this role now, being able to promote youth ministry in our Catholic Church in a positive um, manner to young people and and people in general in the community. That is the 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 lower part of the job and and the challenge that we we um, constantly face. But the highlight of that is being able to, I guess, open doors for young people um, and then help them go through their spiritual and faith journey. That is the the beauty of it. And every person's journey is going to be different. So seeing what works for, you know, others um, is is really beautiful. Um, and also, uh, yeah, just seeing them on their journey is, is the real highlight because none is the same. So that's the um the beauty of working in youth ministry. And and also whilst opening those doors, you can be quite creative. Yeah. So that is that is the beauty. That creativity creativity coming through. So as we get into it, like and me working with you in this space, I often find it hard to sort of encapsulate what is youth ministry. So for you, when you're, you know, at a family gathering and you see that aunt that you haven't seen in a few years and she's asking you what you're doing. How do you describe what youth ministry is? What is it to you? Youth ministry, if I had to describe it, it is a spiritual and faith journey for a person, Mm -hmm. but that includes the faith component. Um, It uh, it includes the community side and just the whole person, so forming a person, their values, their beliefs. Um. You know, and, and how I say that is like, you know, your faith is like your connection to to God, you know, your connection there. The community side is having, um, I guess, friends, mm. just general friends. Um, and then the whole person is around, you know, your values and what you give to the community. How do you live your life? How do you communicate with people? Um, the values that you carry then into your working life or your study life or whatever it, it does to you. That is youth ministry. It's the start of that journey. You know, youth is just a period of time in your life. But a lot of those things that you form during that time will then continue on into you know, other parts of life. Yeah, it forms who, who you are. Yeah. And, and I'm I, sure I've yeah. missed some bits there. But if I had to give like a quick one minute rundown, what is youth ministry? That's what I would say it is. Fantastic. And I think you're right because it can be such a broad 
thing um, that it's hard to sort of pinpoint. But really when – and I find that helpful to sort of have an answer like that when people ask us what we do, um, whether in a paid work or volunteer capacity um, and how, you know, people might have um, – common misconceptions or an idea of what that is, whether that's just, you know, youth ministers just play guitar and eat pizza and Mm. and sing Jesus songs or something. (laughs) But really what we do is, you know, um, that holistic nurturing of of a young person. Mm. Um, And And one thing feeds into the other. Absolutely. As well. So your spiritual connection with God will influence the community that you have and form around you. At the same time, it also influences your beliefs and your values, the way that you carry yourself. So one thing influences the other if you focus so strongly on just the spiritual aspect and just faith formation like you know going to mass reading the bible then you're missing out on all the other beautiful parts that youth ministry has to offer yeah and how that trickles into everyday life yeah. as well with our, our really traditions. fun parts of youth yeah. ministry, like <laughs> games and music and yeah just general hanging out with other young people you know like-minded mm. young people Forming those relationships. Mm. So, um, in saying that, why why does the church engage in youth ministry? You know, usually we, we have ministries for children, ministries for other sort of specific areas. In your opinion, why why does the church put so much effort into this in in being a you know a special um, time in someone's life that we need to minister to? I guess we focus on youth ministry so much. Um because it's the building blocks of our of the Catholic Church. Without youth ministry, we're not building up at the future leaders in our church and in our society. You know, without youth ministry, I feel like it gets to the point where we send people off and be disciples, as we call them, and then that's it. They're, they're not turning back to give back to, the, to the, the younger people coming through. So it's sort of like, a, all right, we teach and we nurture and we build... Um, young men and women for the future, and then somehow we've got to go, right, but we have to feed back into the, the young'uns that are coming through and show them the way, um, I guess, into the into the Catholic Church, build up that that um, that ministry. Yeah. So I think that's why we, we focus on it so much. Without youth ministry, then I don't think there's anyone to sort of guide the next generation forward. Absolutely. Um, and a bit before you shared about your you know, really diverse and, and um, fantastic experience in your other profession in social work. So for you personally, why do you choose to work in youth ministry? I, I guess I work in youth ministry now mm-hmm. because I love um, the creativity that the job has to offer, but also being able to journey with with others in their faith journey. You know, I never thought that I would be um, in this position. And if you ask me, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, I'd be the last person that you'd think that would find, um, you know, find this this um, this love for God and want to be there for others on their journey of it too. Um, and that's just because I, I felt like I came to it so late. You know, it wasn't a strong calling to begin with. And even in my early 20s, um, you know, if I'd chosen other paths in life, I probably wouldn't have been around in the Catholic Church, you know, but I, I was fortunate to meet, you know, good people that helped me on that journey. And so thinking back on that now, I go, you know what, if I can play one small part in helping someone else on their faith journey, then that's that's great. That's life-giving. Um, and I never wanted to do a job purely for money. Mm. You know, I wanted to do it for, you know, a deeper why. 
So, you know, being able to accompany young people on their faith journey is pretty cool. Plus being creative too. So, you know, we, we as youth ministers don't just sit at our desks. We try to get away from them and engage, you know, on, on a personal level, um, one-on-one conversations or interactions with groups or, you know, um, art. You know, there's so many different things that you can incorporate into the, our ministry that means that we're creative and always being asked to be creative. Um, and so I love that, that part of it as well. Um, it's not your nine-to-five um, sort of grind. Um, you know, we've we got to get out there into the community, and that's the part that I love about the job as well. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that because um, I feel like you just showed a formula that's really important for people working in this space to always come back to their why, you know, to come back to um, – what nourished them when they were at that stage and remember that, remember what gave life and to remember, you know, why am I doing this? Especially when things, you know, get tough or, or, you know, we face the challenges um, of life and work um, to, to go back to the roots of that why um, that can help sustain us. And also that um, I love that combination of your skill set or your desires being in creativity. I know that you're a great musician as well. Like you have such a creative skill set and meaning that with the needs of the world and of the church. So finding that real sweet spot of putting those both together. Um, I would like to hear a little bit more of um, how you were saying, you know, back in the day when you were the youth being ministered to, um, so to say, can you tell us a little bit about um, a youth minister that had um, an impact on your life? I went on a national um, reflection or retreat training camp um, when I was 20 and it was in Sydney. So I, I went along purely to be with friends and I was 20 at the time. So, you know, go along. Uh, there's a group of 30 of us from Adelaide. But then I realised very quickly, oh, hang on, there's heaps of aspiring leaders in all the other states and territories across Australia. And, and you know by connecting with them and the older leaders at that camp, I started to realise that, hang on, we're, we've got a really special opportunity here to, I guess, influence younger people. And, and um, yeah, just seeing some of the older leaders like teaching us got me quite inspired, mm. you know, and then they shared their, their why. And it was like people who were in youth ministry, but they they're they're older than me, and they've they've got families and kids. But why are they still around? You know, what have they got to, you know, keep them around? And their why was again, it was about nurturing people. And so, I guess through that experience and hearing those stories, it just added more fuel to the fire, the little flame that I had already to help and serve the the community and the people. Um, and so, I guess. Yeah, without yeah, that that wasn't a great answer, but um, that's one example that I can think of. That camp really made me realize, hang on, maybe I should take this a bit more seriously. Yeah. Um, and I've got a really special opportunity here, and it's maybe it's more than just hey, I'm hanging out with friends. Maybe I'm here for something a little bit deeper. Amazing. No, that's that's so beautiful. And I'm curious to know also what were sort of the characteristics of those leaders that that sort of shared their inspiration with you. Yeah, I, the one thing that I picked up on was that they were great listeners. Mm. They had plenty of time to listen to, to everyone, um, whether it be in a group setting or one-on-one. They were great listeners. And, and sometimes they just sat there and said nothing. 
but they would listen to you and maybe the struggles and difficulties that you're having, but they're all really good listeners. And that made you go, oh, I can come back to these leaders one day or whenever I'm sort of needing guidance or support. And they're going to listen. They're not going to go and be judgmental about it or, you know, talk over you. So the first thing was listening and a genuine care. Like um, uh, Ignatius says, uh, to give not to count the cost. And they really do that in many ways. Like they, they give, 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 but they never think about the cost that it's, you know, it's cost them, whether it be, you know, materialistic or even in their own energy, they don't. They just genuinely care to, to give. And so that was the other one that I saw in them. Wow. And that no matter and, – and the th- third thing that pops to mind is um, they they never judge you for making mistakes. Mm. You know, like, you know, or, or there was no dumb question. Now, easier said than done, but when you're 20, you've got lots of questions that you want to ask – and they never seem to give you the feeling that, no, that question, you should know that already. Or yeah. like, why are you asking that? Like, you know, they never shut it down. Every question was on the table and they were willing to sort of explore it with you. Whether they had, whether they had the answer or not, they're willing to like listen and then figure it out. So, yeah, a few things that come to mind. And that's amazing. I'm really glad you shared that because I think often or not in youth ministry – Um, especially in leadership roles, we might have preconceived ideas that, oh, I need to be super charismatic or I need to be a super extroverted or have certain leadership or facilitation skills um, in order to have a a thriving, a good youth ministry. But really what you've said, someone who listens, someone who, um, you know, has a deep-centred care for others coming from their faith, um, and someone, you know, non, non-judgmental, like if you have ears to listen and a care for others, youth, you know, youth ministry is a, is a place for you. you. You don't have to be sidetracked by other sort of um, skill sets that are, you know, more bright in terms of being more charismatic or extroverted. No, it's, it's yeah. those other beautiful ways that you can simply just love and accompany young people where they're at. So I, yeah, that encourages me um, and I hope it encourages everyone who's listening as well um, as they go about youth ministry. So you shared a bit before about the, the highs and lows of mis- youth ministry. So um, what is the big, one of the biggest challenges you faced in youth ministry? I'd like to say the biggest challenge um, for me is around... <laughs> Is around the paperwork. Yes. (laughs) And I know that this is a thing that happens out there a lot. You know, like youth ministry now, it's not just about, hey, we're going to go out and (laughs) jump on a bus and take 20 young people on this adventure and then just go. There's lots of planning you have to do. There's plenty of things you have to tick off. Even to be a youth minister yourself, there are so many clearances now that you have to get. The biggest challenge that I've faced is around that. And it might just be unique to me because I was, you know, privileged enough to have such a large youth group. But that was such um, such a hurdle yeah. to try and navigate. And it's only been um, a major part of our work for maybe the last four or five, maybe even six years. Um, you know, if you want to plan a reflection day or a retreat or a, or a camp or even to hold youth ministry on a Sunday, like the, the paperwork and, and the, the accountability that comes with that now is really um, strong. And so I, I feel like that is, that is um, a major challenge or hurdle that yeah. we face in youth ministry. But, I, but in, in, in the same, you know, in, in saying that, there, there are supports out there. 
to try and overcome those things. It just takes time. And even when you work with other, other youth ministers, it's just about being patient and encouraging them to also be patient around those things, you know, the, the legalities, the, the documentation, the paperwork. That is another challenge. And it has nothing to do with spiritual development. <laughs> it's yeah. got nothing to do with nurturing a young person. It's just the logistics around the job that we do. I don't know, maybe it's building up some spiritual development and like increasing patience <laughs> or something. But I think everyone's with you on there. I think everyone just who's listening maybe gave a collective sigh um, mm. with all that sort of um, bureaucracy that we have to face. And on, on the flip side, I'd love to hear about a time when you felt most alive in youth ministry. I guess when we were running our youth ministry camps. Um, and this is before COVID, but um, we used to run these camps where 100 young people would come along on a four-day camp. Um, and it was an annual thing that we did, and young people would spend their time with us on their school holidays. They look forward to going away for four days, not not using technology, not relying on time as such, mm. but just being on this camp where they could be away from the world that they would normally be in. And, and there were various, you know, sort of activities that, you know, there were team building activities, leadership activities, but there are also, you know, Bible activities where we would ask groups to, you know, study a, a Bible passage as such and then present it back to the group, but in a skit form, you know, right. like to teach other groups about these stories and and um, and then we'd have, you know, a fire, a campfire at the end. And, and again, this is before um, fire bands kick in for January and stuff. But yeah, we'd have a fire and young people would be around. They'd learn, they'd learn these traditional camp songs that we have. And so just to take a moment back and see young people so, um, enjoying themselves so much in these, in these activities, that's, that's life-giving. Mm. You know, there's months and months of planning. And I'm talking, you know, coming up with the program, the camp doing all the paperwork stuff that I just t- touched on, which is, you know, mountain loads and then recruiting volunteers, you know, planning logistics. There's so much work that goes into it that sometimes you sort of go, oh, I just wish it was over. Yeah. But then when you get there and you see how much the young people enjoy it and what they get out of those or the camp, um, it makes it really life-giving. Um, and so that's, that's one example. Oh, that's so beautiful. And, yeah, I can um, reminisce on those sort of experiences I had as well growing up and um, yeah, how much it helps in our development as well. So Julian, thank you for coming here today to wrap us up. I would love to hear what is your greatest hope for the future of youth ministry in the Archdiocese of Adelaide? I think we're bouncing back at the moment, Um, you know, in this COVID situation, you know, this, this whole phenomenon that basically wiped out, <laughs> wiped us all out as a nation, put us on pause. I feel like we're bouncing back from that as a mo- at the moment. And, and it's not just in the Catholic Church. There's many other parts of life that are bouncing back. Um, but my, my hope is that we see um, other ministries, you know, come alive. Some have not come back. And, and that's the reality of what COVID, you know, did to our society but I'd love to see some new and reimagined ministries um, come alive over the next two to three years. You know, it's not going to be overnight, and I know it's a massive challenge for many groups out there, but I'd love to see some new um, ministries, yeah, just come alive um, and reignite the youth ministry that is in Adelaide at the, you know, at this current moment. There are so many young people out there, we, we know that, but... Um, 
you know, reimagining youth ministry in Adelaide and seeing what what we can do going forward, knowing that we now have new technologies and new ways of being together. I'd love to see how not just you and I come up with ideas, but how others in the community as well come up with ideas to reimagine it. That's my hope. And we'll totally be there to support these initiatives and these um, these programs. But yeah, love to see it happen. Absolutely. Let's see it happen. Mm. Thank you so much for coming here today and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Youth Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on social media at Catholic Youth Adelaide to stay up to date with all the latest information, resources and events. Until next time, see you. See you.